Today, we're going to share with you a story of betrayal and redemption. (laughs) Is this the day you got fired? (laughs) Yes. Does that sound dramatic enough? Well, you know, I think everybody feels that way on the day they get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Minimum Mom Podcast. Today, Dawn is joined by her twin sister, Diana, to talk about faith and simple living. Well, over the years, Diana and I have shared a little bit about our background in radio, and we were so fortunate to get to work at a radio station, I mean, seven years each, I think, is what it came down to, and we really felt like it gave us a lot of the skills that we draw on now today. But a day that I don't often talk about is the day that I got fired. I still remember where I was when you called me and told me. Yeah. Like, exactly. Do you remember where you were? Oh, my goodness. I could replay that day, like, (laughs) minute by minute, right? Even though it was nine, almost, like, eight and a half years ago, I could still replay every feeling and thought and uh, that went through my mind. And so Diana had been working at the radio station for about a year and a half, I think, and had said, hey, you should come up here and work with me. And uh, you had graduated college. You were feeling a little bit lonely (laughs) where you were living. And I had been living a couple hours away at that point and kind of in that transition from just finishing up college, what do I do next with my life? And so I was like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll come up and work at the radio station. And I think, Diana, the roles that we took on there kind of suited us both really well. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a hard sell. Like, let's be honest, like radio is really fun. It was a fun experience. And I was I was uh, on the morning show. I was the I mean, I had become the main host and I was kind of trying to rebuild it. And that's why I needed your help then behind the scenes with all of the marketing and all of the promotions and kind of day to day operations. I was like, hey, I really need some help over here. And I was going to school. I was finishing up my undergrad in marketing and a minor in graphic design and everything about the promotions and how we were trying to get the word about out about the radio station. It was so life giving to me. It was so much fun. And you were, um, you had actually transitioned to afternoons uh, at, at that point. Yeah. I mean, getting up so early, you know, as a single young adult was, was so hard. And so I was taking a little break. We had a syndicated morning show and I, I don't know what happened to my news guy, but somehow I was like, Hey, get in here. I need someone to read the news for me. And uh, you started doing the news in the afternoons and we just kind of started having a lot of fun and, and got a good response from it. And so after a while, well, I had gotten married and uh, we were starting to have kids and it just seemed to make sense that we would move back to the morning show. It, It definitely worked out better with my schedule. And so we found ourselves on the morning show and we, we experienced a lot of success with it. It was, it was fun. The ratings were really good. We were actually like number one with women, um, in our market. And so things were going really well. And it was cool. You know, one of the fun things that happens behind the scenes at a radio station is we actually had a consultant working with us. And so he would take, he would listen to different parts of our show and then give us like feedback on our communication. And I mean, that was, I love that. Like I would actually, every day I would take home our show and I would listen to it when I was driving home and just look for ways to get better and then we would take his input and um, and so together we were always working on our communication and you know growing and, and again the audience responded to that um, it also helped then with sales for commercials um, at the radio station and obviously we also took donations as a Christian station and so yeah things were just kind of booming yeah and then one day you announced that you were leaving. 
<laughs> you know, as fun as that was, I, I came to this point where I realized, man, I just really want to see and touch and feel the people that I'm talking to. You know, the, the unromantic part about radio is being in a small closet by yourself at five o'clock in the morning every day. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, I hope I'm relatable. I hope I'm inspiring. I hope I'm funny, you know, and every yeah. now and then you'd run into someone at church or in the grocery store and they would like repeat back to you something that you said and you're like, okay, yeah, it is connecting. But yeah. I was just, yeah, I was at a point where I was ready to step into more of a traditional mini- ministry role. And so I stepped away, uh, moved back home actually with my mom and dad and, and started to attend ministry school. And you left me alone. <laughs> So here I was, and, you know, we were trying to hire other people to kind of fill the gap. But believe it or not, uh, I know you believe it. Diana left a really big hole (laughs) when she left. She was the program director. She was one of the morning show hosts. And so so we were working to fill those positions. But in the meantime, uh, I had a lot of extra stuff added to my plate, and I, I was glad to do it. I mean... Uh, we both you were so supportive yeah we both always I mean we were sold out for the mission of the radio station right it was a Christian radio station we believe that music changes lives I mean really literally that it's powerful Um, and so we really believed in what it was it was doing and so I'm you know I was glad to step in when when the need was but I also felt I was let's see I was pregnant with Maggie at the time so we had had Adeline I was pregnant with Maggie and I knew a time was coming when I was gonna need to pull back and work less Tom had always talked about like eventually it'd be nice if I was a stay-at-home mom and so there was that kind of tugged at me a little bit but it was like well clearly right now I can't because we can't both leave the station within the course of a year right, right. and so you just you do what you got to do right and you keep you know plowing forward uh, until one day I was called into uh, my general manager's office. This wasn't unusual. It was a Wednesday. We normally met on Wednesdays. And so I just remember walking into her office. I was holding all the stuff that I was going to talk to her about and decisions that we needed to work on together to make. And we sat down (laughs) and she started talking. I could tell she was nervous. We started talking about uh, my severance package and how we would transition the healthcare. (laughs) And I was like, wow. I'm sorry, what's going on? And so she proceeded to tell me how uh, an email that I had sent to someone uh, in the organization who I really trusted, uh, but that was was kind of, un- well, it was unkind about her. Um, but I really thought I sent it to this person in confidence that she had seen it and uh, it had really broken trust with her and I. And so I put her in a very difficult situation. And so she decided that that would be my last day. And it was devastating. It was so hard. (laughs) Well, and again, you know, so Dawn was kind of the morning show at this point, but also you had Mm -hmm. cultivated our all of our donor relations and the Mm -hmm. just the way some of the promotions with that worked is is, you know, we had gone to dinner with donors, you know, you would save seats for them at concerts. And so, I mean, really you were so integral to the radio station, but the hardest part was then you didn't even get to say goodbye. Yeah, so I thought, you know, I mean, what I did, it was it, it was very disrespectful to her, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was an offense that meant I couldn't say goodbye to the staff or I couldn't say goodbye on the air. I even offered, a, you know, I was like, hey, we could just say I'm leaving to be a stay-at-home mom, you know, and... Yeah. Um, I'll even pre-record it if yeah, you want to yeah. be able to proof it. And um, there was no interest in that offer. And so uh, I left that day then 
And uh, then the arrangement was I was going to come back the next morning early before everyone gets there because that's when I always arrived was super early and then box up my stuff and leave. <laughs> and so uh, so I left there and I drove straight to where Tom was working at the time and I'm crying and I'm and I'm I'm just feeling so betrayed not even so much by my general manager because I knew I put her in a difficult position, but by the person that I had shared that email with. I mean, I really thought this was someone that I could trust. And so for that to happen, um, it kind of leaves you with your head spinning being like, who can I trust? And then you go down the path of like, but I've given so much to them and then they're just going to, you know, toss me out like this. And so that is still uh, to this day, one of the most difficult days of my life. Maybe the most difficult, but I mean, probably. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually very fortunate that that's the most difficult day of my life. Yeah. And I think what's hard, anybody who's been in that situation, I think one of the things is you don't get to prepare for how your life like changes so quickly. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, Tom and I had, we really wanted at some point for me to be a stay at home mom. But at that time, I mean, my salary was half of our household income. We very much relied on my salary. And so it was one of those things when it was like, well, you know, when Tom gets a promotion and he's making a little more money or something else works itself out so that we could. Um, But then we were thrust into it. And I was then struggling too with, okay, everything I've been doing the last seven and a half years revolved around radio. And so I feel like the only thing I'm suited for right now would be to find another job at a radio station, but that's not actually that easy. And so what do I do now? Or do I just resign the fact that I should be a stay-at-home mom now? Is that like what the Lord is telling me through all of this? And so it really left me feeling like, I've given all of this, and now what is it going to be used for? Yeah. And, you know, now when you can look back, I feel like whenever you can look back, right, you're like, oh, that made perfect sense. (laughs) Like, what a great preparation Mm -hmm. for what I would be doing next. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and like, when it's (laughs) happening in the moment, like, there's no foresight. Like, you, I mean, right. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out perfect. Thanks, Lord. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, general manager. But it is amazing then how all of those experiences and what, you know, we both got to do at that time, right. You know, then did prepare you for what was next. Well, and isn't that wild? Now, then it was about five years later, I would start my YouTube channel. And it is incredible how all of those experiences I've been able to draw on now. And it's actually been fun. So many of the things like our consultant taught us over the years come back now. Like he would say things like, talk to one person. Don't say you guys, right? Say like, talk to like, you're just talking to a friend or to one person. Or my favorite is that they would say like, don't use insider language. So it drives me bonkers when I hear people say, welcome back to my YouTube channel, right? Like it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. And so exactly. No one like when you come to my house, I don't say welcome back to my home. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been it's been really fun actually to be able to draw on some of those skills now to do what it is that well, we've both been doing. And it's been exciting now to see you start your own YouTube channel. And the response has been phenomenal, which has been so fun. I have been listening to some of the videos on prayer and how to pray and quiet times. And it is so good, Diana. Oh, thanks. I think, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even connect these dots until you were talking, but it was when I had my second child that it Hmm. was like, and now it's time to stay home, which I'm so grateful for. But it was even, I turned kind of a hard corner from working almost full time uh, to staying home. And so, yeah, it just feels like, again, just the Lord's providence and a gift to be able to 
uh, share about things that I'm so passionate about and that I've I love studying and I love getting to teach and share. And so for me now to um, to get to do ministry from home um, and through YouTube is is just a gift. So so I'm so grateful and it's been fun. And like, of course, we had to start with prayer like that is just like, yeah, oh, my number. It's the first sermon I ever preached. It's just my most favorite thing. And so this week's video on how to pray is it was just so fun, like going back to the very, very basics. And this passage in Matthew 6, it just is taking on new meaning for me because now that I have two small children, I actually have to pray in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is this has gotten very literal. And so this is Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And, you know, Jesus is is likely contrasting what we would have seen in the Jewish people at that time. And so the Jewish people would have had three set times during the day where if they could, they would go to the temple and they would pray. Mm -hmm. And what people had taken up the habit of doing is in order to look extra spiritual, or if they were very confident in their spiritual communication of prayer, they would purposely time it so that they wouldn't get into the temple on time for the set hour of prayer so because what they what they would do then is oh it's exactly three o'clock I'm gonna stop right where I am and that's what they a devout Jew would do is they would st- they would stop right where they were and they would just pray out loud so they would intentionally time it so that they would stop right on a busy street corner at three o'clock so that they could share these eloquent prayers and attempt to look very spiritual. Oh, no. So this was something that was happening back in, in Jesus's day. And that so he's contrasting this and saying, hey, that's not how I want you to pray. Yeah. Because if you pray that way, that is your reward. It is just the applause of people Mm -hmm. and them thinking that you're very spiritually mature. Mm -hmm. But if you go into your closet and pray and if no one sees you and no one hears you and then you don't feel compelled toward this vain repetition in order to look spiritual, then your father in heaven is going to reward you. And what's so beautiful about this picture is that often in these homes in Jerusalem at the time, you know, they were very small, modest homes that were made of clay. And so sometimes they would have a small room that was secret, that no one would know where it was built into the home, where they would actually keep anything valuable. Hmm. Because otherwise, robbers might be able to actually dig through the wall of the clay home to find what you had or just Ah, take it. Okay. And so you would actually then, what Jesus is alluding to here, is you would actually go into this closet that was filled with treasure and that's where you would pray Mm. so it's this beautiful imagery of being in a place that's hidden away but is filled with so much worth and that is the connection that we have with our loving father in heaven when we take those moments of quiet and solitude if possible to pray and you know at the end of the passage it says he who sees what is done in secret will reward you and Biblically speaking, there's there's about three different kinds of rewards that that Jesus might be alluding to. You know, one is just the plain reward of the Lord's presence. And if you've ever had a moment in worship or sometimes actually in a really difficult situation, if you turn your affection toward the Lord and you just feel his presence, I mean, there's nothing like it. You know, I don't I don't think there's anything more 
fulfilling or glorious mm-hmm. than being in the Lord's presence. So that for sure is a, an, a reward. And obviously we're talking about heavenly rewards, you know, that you are partnering with the purposes that the Lord has on the earth from heaven, that we would partner in seeing the Lord's will be done on the earth. And so there's reward in seeing that happen here. And there's also heavenly reward associated to us and our perseverance in prayer and intercessing for the needs of others. And then also there's just kind of an interesting dynamic of reward. If you remember the parable of the talents, And what happened is to those who were given much, if they stewarded it well, they were given more. Mm, Yeah. And it's an interesting paradox because I feel like as I've, as that truth has kind of been landing on me this last week, especially, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I do keep having more to do. Like, I feel like, man, I barely get my, you know, my feet under me and my kind of grounding in the season that I'm in, you know, and that it's like, and now we're doing this. And it's like, okay, and now I have to grow into that. And, And so it's an interesting paradox, especially for anyone who feels like they have a lot to do that we need that time in the secret place more than ever. And we mm-hmm. can trust that the Lord then will multiply our efforts. Like we yeah. don't have to worry that if we're taking time in the secret place, that we're not going to get everything done that he's asked us to do. Right. That the reward isn't jewels and new cars. The reward is multiplied capacity and grace for what it is that we're being called to do. Totally. So it's really a beautiful picture and a reminder. And so what I've been doing is actually in my closet whenever I go into my closet I'm trying to develop this new habit of when I go to change which is usually surprisingly multiple times yeah with little kids yeah Um, (laughs) yeah especially yep and so you know uh every time I go in I've been developing this habit and at first it's really clunky like when you're trying to develop this habit like and like okay wait what am I praying for and Uh, What am I saying? And I I do address that in today's video on my YouTube channel, so it might be helpful. Um, I know it was helpful for me to kind of dig back in. But the things I try to focus on is just first connecting my heart to the Lord and just thanking him. Mm -hmm. Like Psalm 100 says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. If you are ever feeling distant from the Lord or probably anyone in your life, I think this would work in any relationship. If you start with gratitude, It is amazing how your heart opens up. And so I Mm -hmm. always start with just thanking the Lord. I I have to bless uh, my family. Like that just always comes naturally next. And man, these days I'm just praying for our nation, our leaders. Mm -hmm. I'm blessing our leaders. I'm blessing our church leaders that the church would rise up during this time. And I'm blessing our world, you know, Mm -hmm. that the light of Christ would shine and that peace would come. So, you know, and you just, I think you, when you do that over and over, you start to find a rhythm and you'll also find that the Lord will lead you. That's kind of Mm -hmm. the fun part of the secret place is, is just feeling his promptings and partnering with him and what he's doing in this moment of history. Yeah, that's really good. Well, speaking of prayer, will you pray for us today? Absolutely. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to continue to be together through this podcast and for us to strengthen one another, encourage one another. And, Lord, even during this season, that we would press into prayer together. Father, give us the strength. Give us the grace. Give us the words and the wisdom to pray, to partner with you, and to intercede. 
Father, that we would see your kingdom made manifest on this earth, that the light of your glory would shine across our world, Lord, that people would come to know you, that they would have the blessing of eternity and salvation in you, Lord God, and that ultimately, Lord, that your peace would reign. And Lord, even right now, I pray that your peace would reign in our hearts, especially if anyone is feeling troubled right now. Father, that we would turn our hearts toward you, that we would start for, with gratitude for all that you've given to us and entrusted us with, Lord God, and that we would seek your face and seek your peace because you are the only one who can give a peace everlasting. So I bless each one of us now in Jesus' name. Amen.